Hello and welcome to this week's Football Friday podcast. I, Hardik Agrawal and my co-host Sparsh Vyas will be discussing the tactical setup of Manchester United, Arsenal, Spurs and the other top sides of the European football with the UEFA pro head coach Elko Shatori. The Dutch manager is currently managing Al Seed club. He also had associations with Indian Premier Indian Super League clubs such as Kerala Blasters and Northeast United. Elko has an in-depth understanding of the game and he would share his tactical views on the clubs of the European leagues in the upcoming minutes. Uh, Mr. Elko, it's no secret that Man United is in a tough situation. City did a double over them this season and they are hardly a presiding force against big teams. In United's both losses against Citizens, they took one shot on target at Old Trafford and meager two shots at two shots on target at Etihad. What's the issue that United is fra- facing in breaking the defence of big teams, Elko? Um, first of all, uh, this is uh, yeah, everything I say here is, is a personal opinion from a distance because yeah, it's very difficult to go into a kitchen of a club uh, if you are far away. So things happening behind the scene, uh, we don't know. But if you would ask me uh, for an indication for what's happening at uh, Man United. It's a problem, yeah, over many years. I mean, they had now many coaches uh, from the top coaches as Van Gaal and Mourinho. Um, so there is a there's a structural issue within the club. I don't think that um, that Man United has a has a bad team, but um, the recruitment that had been taking place uh, over the years, there are too many. Uh, uh, how do you call it, switches, changes of players. And I don't think they have the top team. With the, with the, They have some top players as Paul Pogba, but I do think there is not a good mix uh, that can lead them to success. And I think the last coach now uh, uh, who, who came in, he brought a bit more balance to the team. I saw, for instance, Paul Pogba playing more in an advanced role uh, under Solskjaer. Right. He played on the right. he played on the wing, uh, for instance. Where I yeah I would never put Paul Pogba on the wing, but there are deeper issues um, that they are not able to win against the top teams. Yeah, uh, if you want to win against a top team, uh, let's make it uh, very simple to explain. If you have a uh, uh, yeah let's uh, let's say a, a Fiat and you have to compete with a Ferrari, yeah, then it's that's very difficult. So I think. Uh, that uh, Man United really have to restart um, building a team. Um, they started with that already a little bit, uh, but overall, it will take time for them to come back to the top. And uh, there's too much changing in coaches, changing in, in uh, uh, the, the starting eleven or the, the players that come in. That makes it very difficult on the short term to just get results. And they can't compete at this moment with the top teams. Impossible. Right, Elko. And also, Elko, United have the tendency to drop points in the last few match weeks of the season. What, according to you, would be going on in Ragnik's mind to stop United's ship from sinking, Elko? Yeah, look, uh, it's a very, very hard job. If, if so many coaches before him already tried and they didn't succeed. So I go back on one my uh, uh, answer before that there is a structural uh, issue. I think, and yeah, I watch a lot of um, 
analysis or or some some reviews on 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 YouTube where uh, I hear always Roy Keane uh, gives his views on on Man United or uh, Gary Neville, and one of the things within this team what I think is lacking in order to at least be a little bit stable is leadership. And I'm not talking about leadership from the coach. I'm talking more leadership within the team. Uh, they have still decent enough players. They still have decent enough qualities. But I also see there's a lack of, uh, uh, yeah, the easy, the easiest uh, comparison is Roy Keane itself. To someone who in difficult times keeps the players together. And I think they're, they're lacking a uh, big time. Right. Hi, Elko. This is Parsh. Hi. So, uh, continuing with the United, uh, the star striker Cristiano Ronaldo, the five-time Ballon d'Or winner, just has one goal in his last 10 matches. Uh, what do you think is the reason behind his goal drought? Is he not getting into the right areas? Has he been a little unlucky? Has his mentality taken a toll or he just doesn't fit into United's 4-2-3-1 system? Um... First of all, yeah, we, we, you can't deny this, that uh, uh, Ronaldo, of course, is getting older. Um, having said that, I'm sure if you put Ronaldo in a team that is fully functioning uh, defensively, is, is, is well-organized, structured, he will score in any team. Uh, and what I mean is by, by a team that is well-structured and organized. Within United, they are not able in my opinion, to, to, uh, to be that stable. And uh, therefore, other players have to do a lot of work uh, for Ronaldo uh, or even like to dominate. And let's make it very simple. If you put, would put Ronaldo now into Manchester City team, he would be top scorer of the league. I'm 100% sure. Because this team keeps the ball, dominates. And Ronaldo, and of course, it's not that easy, but he would basically finish it off in, um, in, in the box. But that structure or that stability is not there. And he is not in that age that he can carry all that load by himself. That's the same thing with Lionel Messi at the Paris Saint-Germain now. A younger version, they would uh, would be able to do that better, I think. But still, in the end, the, the quality of the total team is, is not good enough in order for even uh, Ronaldo to, uh, to flourish in this. Right. A couple of follow-up questions. Uh... Do you think that he should drop back a little and help the team in chance creation? And what do you think uh, uh, will be his next destination? Do you think he will stay at United uh, if, you, if United fail to uh, you know, uh, stay in the Champions League, uh, finish in top four? Do you think he will stay or he will go? Um, I think he will go. Uh, even me, as if I would be coach uh, from Man United... I would let him go unless he would be willing to play a little bit of a different role, bringing over his experience and not play every game. But if he wants to play every game, uh, I don't think it's a wise thing to do. Um, but for him dropping in, yeah, even if he would be dropping in, that would not make the big difference. I mean, a player with that quality who is uh, um, known to be a star player, you compensate uh, for other players to do a little bit dirty work. But that's the issue and that's the problem what I see with United. They don't have that balance. I don't think the team, uh, the defensive midfielder or uh, just overall is that balance in order to 
to compensate for, in this case, uh, Ronaldo's uh, quality, who is a bit older and will be do, doing a little bit less defensive work. So even him dropping in, I don't think that would be would make it that much of a difference. Hello. Hello. Uh, yes. Yeah. I'll go. So the other Premier League club that has batted them Hotspurs. At one moment in time, they would just batter league leaders Man City, and three days later, they would lose to a relegation threatened Burnley side. So they certainly have defense uh, defensive frailties. I'll go. Um. Yeah, for for me, this is a simple. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go. So, should he rely on a four-man defense? Sorry, we are talking about Arsenal now or Tottenham? No, no. I was talking about uh, Tottenham. At one moment in time, they would batter league leaders Man City, and three days later, they would lose to relegation-threatened Burnley side. So, they certainly have defensive frailties. I'll go. So, do you think that Conte should show more reliance on a four-man defense? Um, first of all, uh, Conte is an Italian coach. Uh, Italian coaches, they know perfectly how to defense. I'm actually a big fan of Conte. I like him. He's not, he's not like uh, um, a specific uh, Italian coach because he also like to, uh, has a little bit of an attacking mindset. Um, but for him to change uh, his backline... Um, I would not yeah, really look into that. To be honest, I am not a, a, a big fan of Tottenham Hotspurs in general. I don't follow them that much. But bringing in Conte for sure is a, a good move. And I just think he needs uh, to get some time. It's the same thing with Arsenal, who now starting to do a little bit better. Maybe we'll talk about that later. But overall, I think this is a matter of a process that they are going through. So you will see maybe... One time doing fantastic and the other time, uh, yeah, suddenly have a big loss that is possible. But overall, give the coach time because I think it's the right guy to bring in for Tottenham. And uh, over time, you will see uh, a more stable team, I think. Right, I'll go. Uh, absolutely correct. And also, what makes them so lethal on the counter-attack? Uh, it seems like Conte has trained the Spurs players to perfection for the attacking transition. What's the key to their pernicious threat on the break, Elgo? Look, if you have uh, Song in your team and you have Harry Kane in your team, um, one of the things is Harry Kane is one of the uh, best uh, all-round strikers that I know. And what I mean by that is he can play as a deep striker, but he can also play as a, a false nine, meaning dropping in into the, in the midfield. Right. And, and when he does... When he does, he has the ability to keep the ball and have that end pass, have that deep pass behind the defense line or the true pass on, on deep runners. In this case, you have Song who has a, a lot of speed. Um, so that is something that, uh, uh, in this case, uh, Conte uses to perfection, I think. Uh, but even that quality was there before. Uh, because you have, yeah, with Kane and with Song, you have players who are able to, to play perfectly on, on the counter-attack. Right, Elko. So, do you think that Kane could leave Tottenham this summer? Can, can the partnership of Son and Kane break after such a long time? Or will he stay at Spurs and be the centre of Conte's project? 
Now, I I would love to see him uh, go to Manchester City. To be honest, I'm a big fan of Pep Guardiola, not specifically Manchester City, but Guardiola. Uh, I think because the City, uh, yeah, for now a while is looking for a specific striker, it would end be a good move for City uh, within their system and for Kane yeah, for a long time yeah also a striker like that he wants to win prizes um, so if, if, if I would be him I'm looking at from a, a personal uh, perspective uh, I would seek my, my luck elsewhere because yeah also with Tottenham to get uh, uh, titles or to bring titles is still to be to, to remain uh, be seen Although I think with Conte, bringing him in is, is a good move. But on a personal level, uh, and even a preference for mine, I would love to see Kane at, uh, at a different club where he could uh, flourish even more. Right. He, where he could win some more trof- trophies, right? Yes, correct. Correct. Right. So another London club that would be, we would like to discuss is the Gunners. Arsenal's head coach Arteta has turned the fortunes of the club after starting the season with three consecutive losses. Arsenal were in the relegation zone at the start of the season. Now they are in the top four and actually they have consolidated their uh, uh, position in the top four. What, according to you, uh, has uh, uh, assisted Arteta in turning the fortunes of the club? Um, yeah, this is a very, for me, a very logic and easy a thing to explain. Uh, first of all, um, when uh, the coach stepped into uh, Arsenal, he did not have any head coach experience, uh, meaning he came as an assistant from, uh, from Guardiola, uh, stepped into a big club with big expectations. The football philosophy, his football ideas, they were there, but not the experience to be a head coach. Uh, that is highly underestimated. Uh, I expected from the beginning that would go wrong. The good thing is, and that is something that I admire in this case for Arsenal, is that they at least stuck with him, give him time, and now slowly, slowly is is finding his way in the dynamics of being a head coach. Does that guarantee, because in the end, coaching is an experienced job, does that mean in the end that he's going to succeed? I don't know, but at least they stuck with him uh, gave him time, and that it went wrong in the beginning. Yeah, that was for me not a surprise. So uh, I'm happy it's going the right way because I love coaches who play attacking football, um, and he gets a chance to uh, to learn, uh, and that is always a positive. Not right away kick a coach out because uh, he lost a few games, uh, but uh, see the bigger picture, and a lot of clubs uh, can learn something from that. Uh, so, but do you think uh, they are best positioned uh, out of uh, United, Tottenham, West Ham to finish in the top four? Um, I hope so. I do think it's maybe a little bit an overachievement if they do. Uh, but um, yeah, Arsenal is always one of those clubs that you you want to to do well. They have a, a certain respect from all over the world. They have a good uh, history, a good culture. So, will they reach or stay in the top four? Yeah, it's a question mark. It's a little bit difficult. I think it would be a little bit of an overachievement, but uh, I hope, I hope so that that, that they will reach it. Also, Elko, uh, please shed some light on the performances of Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard. How crucial have they been in Arsenal's success this year? 
and their about their link up play in the final third they have been so good so what do you think uh, arteta has done to spark that chemistry in the arsenal team um yeah you can of course talk about specific uh, uh, qualities of players but i do think and that's one part of, of actually the, the the former question you asked me um is you have to also look into the playing style is not a yeah a simple uh, way of playing that means they want to dominate they want to uh, create chances score a lot of goals and you can see it in the way they play it's taking a lot of risks um that also means it will take time for the players to gel and understand that system um and what you see many times is that uh, um either you have creative players uh, with with a very high quality even they need time or need to find their way within that system and i always call them yeah the automatisms so basically an understanding it's like almost when you have a marriage between a man and a woman over a longer period of time you almost know blindly from each other where the weakness where the strength and the same with football so that these players now flourish uh, yeah it's probably a matter of giving them time and um, the coach also giving the time to explain it to the players and uh, 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 train with them uh, have good evaluation with video feedback etc where we go wrong or where we go right so uh, most of these things are a matter of time and keep supporting and uh, giving confidence right elgo uh, elgo now we have a question from the audience uh, so denuga would like to ask you a question denuga go forward hi elgo um I would like to take you guys on a bit of a detour uh, to towards La Liga but it's a manager related question coaching question so um there were a lot of uh, contenders for uh, the position of Real Madrid's manager when uh, Zidane left uh, mm-hmm. abruptly uh, at the beginning of uh, last season mm-hmm. and there were a few names being thrown around Pochettino um, and uh, uh, Conte even Uh, mm-hmm. and there were talks of raul taking over but maybe it was soon enough and so finally uh, in came carlo uh, and i thought that was out of nowhere so given how things have been going this season many uh, many people think that carlo is a stopgap option and uh, real will go for uh, a different uh, manager probably next season so how do you see uh, conte of opportunity of fitting in real madrid uh, the way they play or or do you think it's better to stick with carlo for another season uh, it's interesting in light of what you just mentioned so uh, okay. that's why i threw in that other option as well clear uh, let me give an advice to real madrid i'm still free so they could also take me if they want but <laughs> <laughs> put that uh, put that aside um i think ancelotti is actually a very good coach i like him a lot um the only the only part uh, that uh, it's a little bit missing in my opinion for ancelotti is uh, the attacking football uh, the, the the dominating football that is not his style but he sh- for sure do bring stability to a team uh, and it's always a little bit more towards the defensive organization um would they change for conte um would be a big adventure in my opinion because <laughs> the style the style yes. of play the personality i would on my first impression would say that is not a a a perfect fit but from Agreed. the other but from the other hand 
yeah, football is so unpredictable. It would be, it could be a great uh, uh, adventure and a great surprise. But if you would ask me based on 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 um, what I see and what I feel, that would not be like a a a, a, a mix or a, a, a fit that would be perfectly, um, yeah, a, a, a happy marriage. Let's I, I like agree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Elko, we have another question from the audience. Uh, Jafar, who is an Arsenal fan, would like to ask you a question. Jafar, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, hi, Elko. Hi. Uh, wanted to know that uh, who do you think is uh, the right striker for Arsenal, say, from next season? Which players should Arsenal target for the striker position? Oh, that, that's you're asking me a difficult question. Uh, why? Um, because... Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm, it's not like I follow all the games uh, uh, all in depth uh, and know all the markets. A lot of these things have to do also with budget. I do know that Arsenal budget-wise is not, uh, um, yeah, in the like in the top top. They they are behind. So you will always have to choose from a certain category uh, that I don't think. Um, yeah, let's let's say Harry Kane as an example, who will be top dollar uh, striker. I'm not sure if Arsenal will be able to get a player like that. So then you will have, so then you will have to look in in uh, uh, strikers that are yeah below that. And to be honest, that is not a, a question that I just off the top of my head would uh, would be able to answer. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Right. So it is impossible to not talk about talk about the PSG and Real Madrid game. Uh, Elko, I'm yes. sure you must have seen that uh, insane game. Uh, PSG yet again blew a golden opportunity to progress in the Champions League. Despite trying several brilliant managers for the top job, the European crown remains elusive for the Parisian club. Do you think uh, the, this club is unmanageable? The squad is filled with superstars who bring massive egos to the table. Do you think this makes it difficult for any manager to manage them in the long run? Um, the facts, the facts uh, would tell you that that statement that you make is true. Um, but uh, yeah, having said that, I I do think that that Paris Saint Germain has a great uh, a great team. Um, I'm not a big fan of the French league. Um, that sounds maybe cruel, or but I don't think that every week Paris Saint Germain is playing on a on a top level, like for instance, uh, you play in the Premier League, or even I think in the Italian League. I think the French league—that's my personal opinion—is is the quality that Paris Saint-Germain has. Um, yeah, like with with other teams, which they really have to compete with. So that is one part of the equation, uh, in my personal opinion. The second part is. Um, I do think, look, uh, if you remember, what is a few years ago, we had uh, in Bar Barcelona, Messi, Neymar, Suarez, three top names, and they could play together. But the question is, yeah, what do you have behind those players in order to uh, fill up uh, yeah, their less defensive qualities, maybe? Um, the thing what I saw in the last game against Real Madrid is there was a mental breakdown, uh, uh, very easy mistakes, even after, what was it, the second goal, I think right away from the kick of the third goal came. This is purely mental. 
And my first question would be, is that related to the coach? Uh, because leadership also affects attitude. Uh, I don't see Potticino as in someone who is like a tough, tough guy. Um, but that's just a, just an open question that I have. And the second thing I would look into is if I see the, the one, uh, what was it? The, the one, one, I think where Neymar gave a very easy ball away, you get the counter attack and they score. So these are, these are mental things. And to pinpoint if this club uh, has a problem on a, on a managerial uh, area or maybe too many stars is very difficult to say. Uh, for me, from the outside, uh, I, I think because they have a great midfield, they have great defenders, uh, the attackers they have, they almost guarantee you goals. Uh, yeah, you will need a coach who is able to, to uh, manage those stars. But at the same time, um, yeah, maybe the expectations for this club are so high that it becomes almost unmanageable because, yeah, they keep on saying PSG has to win the, the Champions League, has to win the Champions League. And that is not an easy task because um, it's easier in the in a league, in a long league where you have many games than in the Champions League uh, where it basically when you lose, you're out, especially in, yeah, and when you reach the final uh, stages. So this is a very complicated uh, situation and it's not that easy to answer. So... I tried to highlight it from a, from a few areas, and I think that the answer somewhere lies in between. Right. So, uh, how do you motivate a team after such a demoralizing loss? They were cruising uh, at one stage. I think after 60 minutes, they were 2-0 up on aggregate, and, and they seemed to be controlling the game. In the first leg as well, they, were, they should have scored more goals. And... Uh, Two of Mbappe's goals were ruled out. Uh, so, from a winning position to just, uh, you know, crumble like this, as a manager, you are uh, a manager, you have been a manager for such a long time. How, how do you uh, motivate a team after such a demoralizing loss? I think you first have a good, uh, a good dinner together and uh, bring in some good Indian food. Maybe that's a good start <laughs> to get everyone happy. But uh, of course, on a on a on a crazy note, um, yeah, that is that is that is not an easy one because I do think that this loss was an incident, something that that yeah nobody expected, and to bounce back from that, yeah, I would say if I would be the coach, okay, uh, first of course we're going to analyze what were the reasons uh, uh, for this and the people who made mistakes take responsibility and we have to restart. I mean, it's just like life. When things happen, you can sit back and uh, uh, be a victim or uh, we have to start again. The question, of course, of always is, is how much pressure will the management put on uh, on this? So me as a as a coach, if I would be in that situation, I would maybe even the first uh, first day or two days uh, get a little bit away from football, uh, maybe do something completely different and uh, and restart uh, because I don't think there is anything else you can do uh, as long as people realize that they take responsibility for the mistakes that they make and and they realize that. So this is not a clear cut answer to to say this is what you need to do. It's more it becomes on feeling and you can only really do that when you're there to see the, the faces of the players to, to feel what they are uh, going through and, and uh, react uh, accordingly. 
So, uh, do you think Pochettino is coming to United next season? Because I'm pretty sure he won't remain in Paris after this loss. Um, I would not go for him. But, uh, yeah, it is an option. Um, I would... Look, uh, the current coach from Ajax, um, Ten Hag, is a very, very good coach, in my opinion. Brings attractive football. Uh, the question is, will he be able to deal with a big statue club like Manchester United? Uh, Potticino, I've never been a real fan of him, and not, and I don't mean it in a bad way. I don't see him as a... Um, I saw many times that when really, really uh, uh, things uh, have to be um, like you, you need to win or it really counts, many times he, he gave in. He made strange substitutes, uh, but that's my personal opinion. So I would not go for Potticino. The alternative is also not that easy. Uh, I would look into the Ajax coach who guarantee bring good football. But the question is, is he be able, is he big enough with his personality to deal with uh, yeah, a big statue club like that? I had a question about the PSG game when you spoke about this. Um, as a coach, do you think, so uh, PSG has this thing of sort of uh, rotating its keepers, right? Uh, Donnarumma mm -hmm. and Navas. Do you think uh, the rotation was a bit too much? Uh, so, and and uh, they sh probably that plays on the minds of the keepers in a big uh, game. Like the one uh, against Real? No, I think that could be a very valid point you're making. Um, I know, for instance, that Guardiola always rotates his keepers only for cup games. Uh, so he will only give the second keeper the, the chance for the cup games. Um, he did that always in Barcelona. I'm not sure if he did that with, with Man City now, by the way. But in, in Champion League game and, and the league changing your keepers, I would never do. I would... Um, a keeper... First of all, most of the time, he doesn't have too much to do in the game compared to, to the rest of the players. And then secondly, a keeper needs to have the feeling of stability. And that stability is built by playing game after game after game. Uh, by just rotating them all the time, I don't think that's a good thing. I never did it. I will never do it. So I mm -hmm. think you're making, you're making a valid point there. That could be uh, an issue because the mistake that the keeper made was... Uh, a very easy one. He had enough time to clear the ball. Okay. Uh, but uh, that was, yeah, I don't know if it's overconfidence or insecurity. I don't know. That's difficult to judge. But that that's, it's, it's a valid point what you're making. Okay. Thank you. You're Elko, we have another question from uh, from the audience. There, there is Narayan who would like to ask you a question. Go ahead, Narayan. Hi, Elko. Hope you're doing Hi. well. Good so, uh, are you excited for the Blasters game today? Um, yes, but unfor unfortunately, I will have to miss the first part because I have to take my son to football, but I will race back to uh, to see the game and I wish them all the luck and hopefully they can uh, can reach the final and okay. finish it off. Yes, I also wanted to ask you, uh, the, man uh, the Blasters management have always failed to back their coaches. I think you have first-hand experience with that. So, do you think they can change the trend from now and will that show an upward trend for the team since they're, they're doing well? Do you think backing the coaches and the players will give them yeah. a better chance in the coming seasons? 
the, the examples are there to over look at Owen Coyle, look at um, what is it, uh, Manolo for uh, Hyderabad. Both last season didn't reach the the, the semi after the top four, but got another season. Uh, Lobera at the Goa, it took four seasons, I think, to win the championships. So, uh, and I'm and whatever people think or uh, however people see that, if they would have given me a second season and I would have been involved in the recruitment, etc., we also would have reached the, the, the finals. That is my 100% conviction. Uh, 100% this season, coach. This season, this season, the good thing is they started very early in the preseason. They had a lot of preseason games. They have a bigger staff than they had before. So all the preparations were good. Uh, the team is pretty balanced. Uh, uh, they struggled a little bit the first few games after the change of the goalkeeper and uh, uh, what is it, the, the defender. That's when it really started going well. Uh, so uh, overall, yeah, they should stick with the coach, uh, especially after reaching the, the top four. But overall, in general, changing coaches that quickly means so either you, you, you chose the wrong coach or you're being too impatient. And uh, football is not is not a product. Football is a process. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Coming to our last question, Elko. Uh, yes. As we were, as you mentioned about Ten Hag. So, do you think that there is a difference in the coaching style of Dutch coaches and the other European coaches? And do the coaches from Netherlands believe in the total football analogy? Uh, first of all, uh, Dutch coaches, they are annoyingly stubborn and they think they invented football. But uh, having said that, you, you have to see it from... from uh, I will, I will uh, point out the positive of Dutch coaches and the negative. The positive of Dutch coaches is mm, almost out of 10 coaches, 8, they are adventurous, they uh, are proactive and they want to dominate. They want to entertain the, the, the audience uh, and want to play attacking football. Um, the negative of, uh, of Dutch coaches is because they emphasize a lot on the attacking part, sometimes they're, um, they're uh, uh, playing for a result. The winning attitude sometimes is lacking. And that has partly to do with the culture the culture that, that the country culture where we live in, everything is arranged. You don't have to struggle. As a simple example, good good top players as Messi or Ronaldo, they all come from poor backgrounds. They grow up in a, in, a, in, a, in a circumstance where they struggle. In Holland, you don't have to do that. So players and coaches overall, yeah, they, they, they always look for, for easy solutions. And sometimes there are no easy solutions. You just need to be tough and uh, no excuses, stand up. So um, the good thing is because Holland is a small country, they need to be inventive. They need to be creative in order to find solution. That's why we have great education in football, uh, how to teach players to become better players. Also, we have a great program, but the mental part sometimes is a bit missing. But even there, we, I see in the last few years some adjustment, but that's still an area where I think uh, Dutch coaches could, uh, could improve. Uh, so, tactics-wise, do you think they are also tackling different uh, from their European counterparts? Is that the uh, case? You know, when, it, when it comes to attacking, attacking tactics, a lot of attacking football um, comes, comes from, 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 from Dutch schools. 
Uh, they always talk about the tiki-taka football from, from Spain, but that, that comes basically from, from Holland, from Johan Cruyff, introducing that to Barcelona. Because before that, Spain never ever win any title. Um, Guardiola is a, uh, is a student from Cruyff. The moment Guardiola took over Barcelona, uh, in the, in the mid-90s, Barcelona had the dream team one. Johan Cruyff was, was coach, played fantastic football. Guardiola made dream team, dream team two. And from that moment on, the Spanish football took off as in from, on a national team level. Before that, Spanish football or Spanish teams didn't do too much. But all that originates basically from the Dutch philosophy, from the attacking uh, football. And you will find, even for me personally, um, I will never settle. Uh, uh, if, 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 I'm, if I have to score, I will not keep hoping on doing the same thing we are doing. I will take an initiative, change the system, uh, bring in extra strike or whatever, but do something, take initiative. These tactical things, uh, of course, um, other countries or other coaches will have that, but Italian coaches probably will be a little bit more defensive in, uh, in that way and wait for that one moment because they have great strikers. Germany made a great development on, uh, they looked into the Dutch school and mixed that with their mentality. They, they, yeah, they had a great era uh, in the last two decades. So overall, I think all countries have good coaches, but still have their specific uh, areas uh, that they are good at. And in the end, uh, yeah, I don't think there is a perfect coach from a perfect country. It's about dealing with the, the situation you're in, with the culture you're in, and uh, what also the people want to see uh, uh, within that club. Right, I'll go. One last question from our audience. Uh, there is Ram who would like to speak. So, okay. Ram, please go ahead. Yeah. Hello, hello, Elko. Uh, hello. Uh, uh, what do you think about today's match about, between Kerala Blasters and Jamesapur FC? Um, it's going to be a, uh, an interesting game. Uh, first of all, uh, Jamesapur uh, won the title uh, and that means they're on a high but that also can lead to a little bit overconfidence many times i think in this case when you're the underdog uh, you have a little bit, little bit more chance having said that jamshedpur has been shown to be mentally strong uh, i think that uh, kerala has a little bit more chance based on on uh, their fitness on their physical they have a lot of movement so to point out who has the advantage uh, is difficult um, but I think and I'm looking more from a mental point of view is that Kerala could have a good good chance because uh, after winning something it is always difficult to do then you have a little bit overconfidence so will that happen I don't know but you see that many times happening in, happening in sports so uh, I wish uh, Kerala good luck and of course Jamshed poor also uh, but uh, overall, my heart is still with uh, with Kerala, and hopefully they do well. Uh, and another question: Already managed the Kerala Blasters FC. What do you think about the Kerala fans? Um, in one word, fantastic. I don't think we need to say more. It was uh, heartwarming to always be in the stadium and uh, see a banner that they they made for their coach, uh, that they trust in their coach. Uh, see all that yellow. Uh, lined up in the stands was a, a beautiful feeling. I don't think you find that anywhere in uh, in India, um, in any other club. So uh, 
my heart still with the with the Kerala fans, and I uh, wish them all the all the best. And thank you for for uh, the season that I uh, was able to be there. Okay. Okay. What do you think about uh, ISL? It is growing um, uh, season by season. Um, I think we went a little bit backwards. Uh, I think many clubs uh, uh, reduced their um, how to call it uh, budgets. Um, it's it's and I don't mean backwards that um, uh, the league becomes um, uh, less quality, but you can see clearly this season, for instance, there were never were so many goals were scored. Yeah, and that is hundred percent sure due to that there is one foreign or less. And because of that, clubs have to bring in an Indian player. For some clubs, is it a big positive? But for some also, they brought in players where I think normally they would not have played. And that leads to yeah blunders and errors that bring in more goals. So it's, it's quality-wise, in the total quality, the football, I think it went backwards. Uh, but for the development, maybe yeah, it's 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 a better step. But that the future only can tell. Okay, okay. Um, and another one, um, uh, what uh, the number of matches what has to be increased. Yeah, Ram, that's it. That's it for today. So okay, okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, okay. Yeah. Just just one last question about your current club, Elko. Before before we leave. So, how is it different uh, from the Indian Super League? How is it different to manage Al Seed compared to Kerala Blasters or Northeast United for you, Elko? Yeah, you you made a mistake there uh, because I'm not with that club uh, anymore. Uh, I had to leave. I had to leave this club in uh, November. Uh, I wasn't fired, or uh, this wasn't for sportive reasons. Uh, I my father was dying from cancer, and I had to uh, to go take care of him. So on a mutual agreement, I had to leave the club, uh, unfortunately, because it was a really good chance uh, with this club to play champion. They are also on the top now. Um, but to answer the difference, if, uh, uh, working in Middle East or uh, in this case ISL, um, quality-wise, uh, the local players, they have really good local players. There's a, they have a little bit more development, if I could compare it to India. But when you compare it, for instance, with media and the facilities, uh, even India was, is way advanced. Um, there were uh, not too many people come to the stadiums, although this club has some supporters. But overall, the infrastructure uh, for media and, um, uh, how do you call it, um, Stadiums that you play in, I think in India is uh, in, in this case the ISL is is better or from a higher from a higher level. Just I named some some general uh, general uh, examples. Well, sorry to hear for your opinion. That's it from this week's Football Friday podcast. Thank you so much, Elko, for being a part of this podcast. It was really a fun chat. You gave us some excellent insights about football. Hoping to have you on a